Okay, so two blocks, three blocks actually today. Strap, blanket off the front of the mat on something that will slide. Wood here. So lie down in constructive rest, knees bent, feet hip distance, knees hip distance. And you put your arms wherever you like, hands on your belly, arms out to the side, arms out to the side wider, overhead, it doesn't matter. Whatever feels comfortable to begin with. So let your body become still. And it's always the moment where you have to do that part. And it's like the, okay, pay attention part. And the mind is good at not paying attention. So it's like, pay attention, that's the intention right now, and then immediately, that's not the intention anymore. Like, ooh, sleep would be nice, or something else. Turn your attention to how you breathe. And it's not that there's a right or a wrong way. You don't have to analyze it, see what you're doing from some critical standpoint. It's just notice that you're breathing. It exists in a location. It may be short, it may be long. But pay attention to it. And when you're not paying attention to it, the idea is to bring the mind back to that over and over. Kind of like when you're doing a task anywhere else in your life. Closely focusing on what you're doing, and when it's really important, you're mindful of bringing your attention back to what you're doing. When you're in a movie, you always notice when your mind has wandered to something else because you lose track of the plot. Here, be engrossed in the breath as if it was a movie that was very interesting and didn't allow you space to wander yet. Sundays it's easier than others to get the mind to stick on one topic. The idea is not to congratulate yourself or defeat yourself one way or the other. It's just notice how today is in terms of focusing on the breath. If it's not that easy, perhaps make decisions as you go that are a little more conservative, reminding yourself to pay attention so that you don't hurt yourself. And perhaps if it's a day where there is more focus, it is easier to stay on the breath, then you allow yourself to be engrossed in that and to make really great choices in approaching what you're approaching. attention to how the spine is sitting in relation to the floor. So you have to do this every day and sometimes it can be redundant but frankly that's the discipline of a practice is to do things that are redundant and to let them be intriguing no matter what. So it's all right for me personally with my legs in this position they're out of 
the scenario. So there's the back of the pelvis hitting the floor. And then there's the skin of the lower back, and for some people it'll touch the floor, for some people it won't. So you have to decide, where is the lower back in terms of my spine in relation to the ground? And then move into the upper back and into the neck. Notice how the curve of the neck perhaps moves away from the ground. Maybe it's a little closer, maybe it's not. But there are three points for sure that are touching the ground, back of the pelvis, back of the rib cage, and back of the head. And they're all in one line, one plane. How do they sit in relation to one another compared to the lower back and the neck? Now notice if that changes, and it's not easy to notice if it changes, but stretch one leg out onto the ground, relax it. Bring the other leg out to meet it and relax it. Now once the legs are out on the ground and relaxed, pay attention to the curve of the lower back, the curve of the neck, and how the other points sit on the ground. And if it's different, just know that you have two neutrals. Call this neutral one and the constructive rest one, neutral two. You have to make your way between those two. Now where your legs are in space, you bend your knees, bring your feet back in, grab your strap, grab one of your blocks, put the skinny block between your legs, And then take the strap and wrap it around your thighs. So stick both your feet through it and then stick it between the block between your legs and the strap all the way around the thighs and tighten the strap up until there is some tension on the strap but also the inner thighs are able to squeeze into the block. Amanda, stick your feet all the way through that, dear. Otherwise, that'll be fascinating to try to figure that out. <laughs> right, so you have to put the block the skinny way and make sure that it isn't getting in the way of the strap. Good. So feet hip distance, knees hip distance eventually. Block between the thighs, strap around the thighs. And then the ability to squeeze the block and to push out into the strap without one of those feeling like it's easier to find than the other, so it might take a moment to tighten the strap up quite a bit. All right. And then once that's all tight, you can stretch your legs out on the floor. So the feet will be hip distance, the knees will still be hip distance or block distance apart. And take your arms by your sides this time. Turn your palms up and turn the eye of your elbow up. So the props are there, the block and the strap are there to find effort. So flex your ankles to begin with. Point your toes straight up. It'll be easier to do because the props are holding you in place, maybe than usual. So ankles flexed. And then just see if internally inside your mind you can decide, does it feel like the ball of the foot is evenly pressing towards the front of the room, or does it feel like one side, pinky toe or big toe, is pressing more? And you could experiment with trying to pull the pinky toe side of your foot back a little bit more than the inner side, or push the inner edge of the foot forward, 
or vice versa until it evens out a little bit. Amanda, pull the outer edge of your foot back a bit more. There you go, good. And now with that, straighten your knees. The more you straighten your knees, the more if you have a hyperextension, it'll show up, meaning the heels will lift up off the ground. So notice the musculature above the knee in the thigh that's working to keep the knees straight and keep it working enough that it's there, but as you push your heels back down to the ground, you get rid of the hyperextension. Now push your heels down into the ground a lot so that you find the muscles in the back of your legs. Almost like your knees were going to pop up and bend. So now it's let those fight. The ankles are flexed, but straighten the knees and bend them all at the same time while keeping your heels on the ground. Then another set of fighting efforts. Squeeze the block. Notice what muscles do that. Then press out into the strap and notice what muscles do that. If it hurts, don't do it. So now it's straighten the knees. Then press your heels into the ground so it's the musculature that would bend them working. Then squeeze into the block and press out into the strap until it feels like those four efforts just constantly fight one another. And then there's parts of the body touching the ground. Heels, calves, back of the thigh, back of the pelvis, upper back, back of your head, back of the arms. Make note of where they are in space. Now this will be the fun part and also the uh, hilarious part for me to watch. Hug your knees in and rock yourself up to standing somehow. <laughs> and you might have to roll to your side and you might have to take your props off. So it would be a very creative way to get up with all the props on. Okay, now stand, feet hip distance. If the props loosen up, just go ahead and tighten them. Arms down by your sides and palms forward. So go down to the feet first. Now the idea is to use those four sets of efforts to balance the weight in the feet. But first you have to position the skeleton. So back of the heels, calves, back of the thighs, pelvis, upper back, back of your head. First with very little muscular effort, get those points to neutral. And now create stability for them. Straighten the knees. And at the same time, find the muscles in the back of the legs that would bend your knee, but don't bend them in actuality, just bend them in effort. And squeeze the block and press out into the strap. Now do all four of those and let them fight a little bit until the weight in your feet evens out, all the way around each foot. Now you wouldn't stand like this on a daily basis, but the breath was there to pay attention to at the beginning. It's still here, but now there's more to pay attention to, and there's sensation associated with it. If it hurts, don't do it. If it's hard, that's fine. If it's pleasant, that's fine. None of them will last. Pain to stay away from. But it's not fancy, just notice. So we'll call this zero, and now have to move one joint at a time. So now, fancy way to sit down. My entertainment again. Sit down. Okay. You can keep the props on. Stretch your legs out on the ground. Lie all the way down on your back. Okay. Arms next to your sides to start with. So same thing. You begin to do some of this work on your own. Fire all the muscles of the legs. Mimic what you were doing standing up. And there may be nuanced differences each time. 
Now take a breath in. Now as you exhale, squeeze the sides of your waist in. Or think about making the waist narrower, the effort that it would take to cough or laugh. Now do just enough of that that you can keep breathing without too much tension. And then reach your arms straight up to the ceiling. So just right over top of your shoulders. So turn your palms to face one another and reach through your fingers. Bring your elbows to shoulder distance. Turn your bicep to face straight back. Mm -hmm. You can even turn the palms back. That makes it easier to find neutral in terms of your shoulders rotation. So the eye, the elbow faces straight back. And then elbows, shoulder distance, if you've now found they're a little bit narrower. Now straighten your elbows a lot. The more you straighten your elbows, the more the muscles in the back of your arms or the triceps will fire. Much like you were doing with your knee joint, as you keep your elbows straight, see if you can find your biceps. So there's a tremendous amount of work there. Now imagine the ceiling weighed a million pounds and keep it away from you. And now don't turn the shoulder, turn the lower arm bones around so that your palms face the front of your mat. And then extend your wrists so that the fingers pull back towards your head or towards the floor. And now notice all of a sudden the hands have gotten closer, shoulder distance, sometimes they shows up. It's an old pattern, elbow shoulder distance. Bend your elbows 20 degrees or so. Just 20 degrees. Now make sure the elbows are still shoulder distance. Triceps pointing straight forward, biceps pointing straight back. The pointy part of your elbow would be shining two straight parallel laser beams towards the front of your mat. Okay, now flex the bicep. Keep the elbow bent where it is in position, but fire the bicep a ton like you were pushing the ceiling that was a million pounds away from you. Now keep that work but use the tricep a little more. Let the volume on the tricep turn up until your elbows come back to a straight position, but they're fighting to stay there. Good. Notice the shoulder just at 90 degrees. The rest of the body fairly neutral. Find the sides of your waist, hug them in again. Now we'll make it easy this time. Lower your arms down, flip yourself over on your belly and push up to all fours. And you can just keep your head at the back of your mat. Now once you're up on all fours, you move your knees back behind your hips just a little bit. Make sure you'll have space so your feet end up on your mat in a moment. Look down the arms, turn the bicep, the flat part of the elbow to face pretty straight ahead. Bring your elbows to shoulder distance apart. If your hands are wider than shoulder distance because of said elbow situation, then just turn the hands out a few degrees. Now, right now, the back of the head, the upper back, back of the pelvis, you have to find neutral again. It's the neutral you had lying in constructive rest. Can you find that here? Now, start to stabilize from the leg. Squeeze the block, press away. Can you find quad, calf, hamstring here, even though the knees are still on the floor? And flip your feet like plank. That might help some. Then sides of the waist, pull in and up. Bend your elbows 20 degrees and find your bicep. Come on, just 20 degrees so that you find the bicep that wants to bend the elbow. Then find the tricep that resists that effort. 
and turn the volume back up on the tricep until your elbow straightens, but let the bicep stay involved. Good. Push the floor away from you. Think of drawing the musculature in the forearm up towards the elbow. Press into the fingertips a bit more so that the muscle in the back of the forearm fires. Now straighten your knees and make your way into plank. And if once you get there, it hurts your wrists or elbows or lower back, don't do it. Now once you're in plank, it's just like lying down. So where are those points in space? Heels, pelvis, upper back, back of the head. And again, if it hurts, knees down is a perfectly fine option. Breathe. Remember, this is for you to do what's wise, not to do what's the hardest. No pain, no gain. It's not what we're doing here. It's what's beneficial. Good. And then drop your knees down if they're not already. And flip over onto your back again. And legs out on the ground, find stability again. Ankles flexed, toes up. Your arms by your side, palms up. Flex your ankles, squeeze in, press out, straight knees, calf and hamstring, the effort of bending the knees, sideways. Now even here, find bicep, tricep. Good. You reach your arms up to the ceiling again, just like plank arms. Moment by moment, set them up. Now reach up to the ceiling, really press the ceiling away from you so that you feel the shoulder blades. They'll move away from the midline, around the sides of the rib cage. The arms will feel like they're closer to the ceiling. Make sure your hands are still in position. Good, now feel the musculature that it takes to bring the arms back to where you started. Shoulder blades back towards one another. Arms still straight up to the ceiling. Good, now push and reach. And as you push and reach, shrug the shoulders up just a bit and wiggle your rib cage back towards the back of your mat so you're not stuck to the sticky mat, so the shoulder blades aren't stuck to it. Good. Then keep your arms up, but bring the shoulder blades back to original positioning, in towards the midline, slightly down. Watch the legs, still stability there. Now push, reach, reach the arms up. Good, take the arms up and overhead about 20, 30 degrees or so. Keep the bicep, tricep working and then bring the arms back up to where you started. Now move slowly, arms up and over, a little bit at a time, and each time, stabilizing from the waist down, letting the arm bone, the shoulder joint, the shoulder blade, the collarbone all do a dance together. It may feel like the lower back gets closer to the floor as you go, and like you have to wiggle the rib cage back so that you're not stuck to the sticky mat. The end point would be to stop when your arms get right next to your cheeks, just in front of your ears. So maybe one more and then stop at that position. Now when you stop at that position, imagine that there was the floor under your feet and the floor under your hands, even though that can't happen simultaneously, can you pretend? And push the floor away from you with your feet, push the floor away from you with your hands, and then musculature in the legs, the waist, the arms, all the way up, transferring from one end to the other. Now notice where you are in space. What's touching the floor? What's not? 
Good. And then hug your knees into your chest and rock yourself up to standing. So standing at the front edge, same idea. Start with the arms down by your side. Palms forward. Stable legs. And even though it's a semi-boring process, that's the point, is pay attention to how to stabilize all the musculature in your legs again. Good. Then the waist. Then the arms. Good. Reach your arms up to shoulder height. Now once you're up at shoulder height, bicep, tricep. Now keep your elbows shoulder distance. The palms can be turned up, that's fine. Without bringing your arms any closer, squeeze them together in effort so you find the pec. Now imagine you had a strap around the arms. Press the arms away from one another until you find the musculature that runs down the back sides of the rib cage. And now hold those and reach, reach for the front of the room. Reach just at shoulder height. And then as you reach, take the arms up and overhead about 30 degrees. And then bring them back down to where you started. Now move a little at a time like you did on your back, up and over, up and over. Knowing the legs, the pelvis are going to stay stable. The spine might grow longer towards the ceiling the further the arms go. And that you're going to have to reach the arms. You're going to have to find a lot of muscular effort in the arms. Otherwise, how would they ever hold your body weight? And eventually, when you get to arms by cheeks, just stop and hold. And once you're there, reach. Reach. Pull the rib cage up off the pelvis. From the musculature all the way around the arms. If you want to turn the palms around, pretend the ceiling is the floor. And push the ceiling away from you. Press the feet into the floor by using the muscles of the legs. Press the arms into the ceiling or the palms to the ceiling by using the muscles of the arms. Go ahead. And then let go of that and you can fly yourself back down on your back and you can get rid of the props around your legs if, at this point. So lie down in constructive rest and put your arms next to your sides for now. Palms up, eye the elbow up. Imagine the block was still there, so knees bent, feet hip distance or block distance, thighs block distance, Nikki bent knees, put your feet on the floor. And now flex your ankles so that you're just on your heels. Muscles work in the front of the shins. Heels on the ground, toes up off the ground, there you go. Now squeeze in, press out, all the stability in the legs. Just straighten your right knee, the thighs will stay parallel with one another. Reach your right leg up towards the ceiling some. Now work the leg today, quad, hamstring, just as if it was a tadasana or mountain pose leg like you've worked with before. Now you have one neutral spine here. The second one might show up as you start to lower the right leg down towards the ground. Lower it down until the heel hits, but keep working the leg. Let it barely graze the ground. Now work from deep inside the abdomen. Flex there and bring the thigh back up to where it started. It'll move from the hip, the spine will stay stable. The work will feel like it's in the front of the thigh and deep in the abdomen, if at all. Then bring the leg back down to where you started. 
and go up and down with this leg, and you're not folding the hip any further than the left side. The left ankle still flexed here on the heel, and you can push the heel down just so that there's a little more stability. Notice how you're doing it. You're taking the leg from a forward fold, from flexion, down to neutral, zero. You're letting the spine dance with that, if indeed it does. You have two neutrals. Just so you don't end up in too much of a back bend when you move towards the forward fold. Now the next time you get the leg to a folded position in the hip, stop. Thigh still parallel. Now pay very close attention to the spine. It should be in your second neutral, if you had one, or stayed neutral. Now the closer you bring this leg to you, the more likely it will be that your butt will tip up off of the ground. You're going for 90 degrees in this right hip. See if you can fold the hip any further without the butt tipping up off the ground. And if the butt tips up off the ground, then bend the knee some so that it doesn't. And see how much or how little you have to bend the right knee to get the hip to fold to 90 degrees without it impacting the spine. Good. Okay, and then straighten the knee out if it's bent on the way down and take the leg down towards the ground until your heel grazes the floor. And then bring it back up and on the way, if you bent your knee to get the hip to 90, then bend it some. And go in and out and notice how you're doing this. When the leg is down, the knee has to be straight. It may or may not have to bend for you personally as the leg comes up. You have to figure it out. And then the next time your leg gets up, you can bend the knee and put the foot on the floor and start with your left leg. Flex your ankles here just on your heels, left knee will straighten, and just up and down first with the thighs parallel. Now there may be cause that even just taking the leg up and down to this degree of fold in the hip might impact the spine in a rounded butt up off the ground way, in which case you may even have to bend your knee here. None of you here with me are like that, but it happens, just so you know. How are you doing this? Even though there's very little work, you're kind of working with gravity, and then to take the leg up is not a huge, huge amount of work. What if you had a lot of weight? What if you were really trying to be methodical with this leg? How would you do it? How would you muscularly work? The next time the hip gets folded, the leg comes up, start to fold it and see if it needs to bend to get the hip to 90 degrees. Now, no, if one leg bends more than the other, the leg that has to bend more is going to be the driving force when you use the legs together. And up and down you go and figure out, how do you do this? On the way down, the knee would straighten. On the way up, it may or may not have to bend, depending on you. And then when you figured out your left leg, put your foot back down, knees bent. Now make it a slightly easier on you. 
and put the block between your legs. You don't need the strap this time. Just put the block between your thighs. <clears throat> and then grab the edges of your mat if that helps for now. So stabilize. Squeeze in, press out, flexing the ankles will help some. Stabilize the arms, sides of the waist. Straighten one knee out, then the other, and hover your legs. Good. Okay. Now, with this part, fold the hip to 90 degrees. If you were a knee bender, bend the knees as the hip folds. If you weren't, then don't. And then squeeze the block, and as the legs start to come down towards the ground, you'll straighten the knees out if they were bent. If you have a secondary neutral spine, it'll show up. And get the legs all the way down, and the heels to barely graze the ground. And then from the hips, start to fold again. If you were bending the knees, bend them on the way up. Now, if this hurts, don't do it, or figure out how to modify it. Otherwise, up and down you go. Call them reverse leg sit-ups or like more miserable than usual sit-ups. Good. All right. Now the next time the legs get up, pause. Reach your arms up to the ceiling, set them up, work the musculature, and then press the ceiling away, take the arms up and over until they're by your cheeks. And make note that this is very similar to a pose flipped over. Now as the arms come back and up and over to 90 degrees, the legs will start to move down towards the ground, as if you end up in a reclined plank. And then how would you go from there to a reclined down dog? Legs will come up, arms will go up and over. Now you have to coordinate those movements together and it's a lot to think about, especially when you don't have the leverage of the floor. And if it hurts, don't do it or modify it. So go up and down. Get the hip and the shoulder to work together. You'll never want to do sit-ups ever again. You like my core is good. Thank you. Now, it's really hard here for a number of reasons. It will be really hard in a moment for a number of other reasons. Okay, put your feet back down on the ground, and you can flip yourself over. Your head at the back of the mat is fine and set yourself up on all fours. Now, if you want the block, fine. If you don't want the block, fine. You have the leverage of the floor, meaning it's under your hands and feet, so sometimes it can be slightly easier. Hands set up, be mindful of where they are. Elbows shoulder distance, biceps turn forward for now, and then palms turned out if the hands are wider. It needs a little bit back behind your hips. Feet flipped like plank. Spine in your secondary neutral, this back of the pelvis, upper back, back of the head in one plane. Now stabilize here. It's going to be bicep, tricep, pec, back muscles, side waist, hips, legs. Okay, once the musculature is holding your skeleton in place, then plank and you'll have to redo it. And all the work, hips, legs, waist, shoulders, arms. So here you are, flipped over, 
plank, the real deal. And then push the floor away from you and start to fold back to down dog, knowing you may or may not have to bend your knees on the way. Good, and then come back to plank again. Now this time, once you're in plank, hold. See if you can keep the spine fairly close to where it is. Just bend the knee and fold the hip until the knees graze the ground, like you were trying to go back to that all fours position. Good. Then hold the knees bent like that, push the floor away from you, and fold back to down dog with the knees bent. And if you know you do down dog with your knees straight because you figured it out on your back, then they may straighten on the way. Good. If that helps you to find the belly, maybe move that in and out again. Come forward, maybe bend the knees, hover them. If you don't need it, then just back and forth you go. But the idea is to hold the spine, to hold the skeleton in place or to support it as it moves with all the muscles and that if it hurts, neck, wrists, elbows, lower back, groin, don't do it. Change it. But you've got to move and explore a little bit, in and out. Now, if some of you are moving the arms and legs, you're also moving your neck. Keep the neck consistent as you go in and out. Rolling forward or arcing back, just in and out. Then you can drop your knees down and just sit back to kneeling for a moment. You want to put the block between your ankles as you go. Go ahead. If you kneel without it, that's fine. Just take a moment. Eyes open, eyes closed, whatever you prefer. Find the breath. Notice the sensation in the body. If it's hurting somewhere, that's a clue. that somehow you've been told by the mind to do something that was unwise. Look for it. And if it doesn't, fine. If it doesn't hurt, no problem. And then move yourself to all fours. Grab all three of your blocks and set them up in one long train. One long skinny train. Have them all touching and the shortest height they'll go. Nikki, flip them down one. Yeah, there you go. All right, then spin around. Sit your butt on the very front edge of them. And then lie yourself back over them. And just the very tops of the shoulders and your head are going to come up and over the top. So you might have to scooch back as you go. And then interlace your fingers behind your head, much like sit-up arms. Okay, so it'll be just enough that the tops, the very tops of the shoulders are grazing the ground. Not so much that you're in a massive back bend. And then feet can be hip distance, knees bent. Interlace your fingers like sit-up arms, elbows wide. So the thing is that you're in this bit of a back bend now. Way up in the top of the spine, up into the neck. If it helps you to flex your ankles for stability, go ahead. But squeeze in, press out, find the sides of the waist. Hug in and up. 
Now the neck, I don't want you to change it too much. Just go into the top of the abdomen, where the front part of the rib cage that's just above the belly sticks out. Work the muscles there and see if you can lift the chest and head up off the ground just so that they're hovering block height. Good, and then back down. So go up and down and feel how you're doing this. What muscles are you using? The tendency is to want to use the front of the neck to do it. And you do it by just using the top of the abdomen. If it hurts the upper back, if it hurts the neck, don't, don't strain to do it. Maybe don't go so high or just think the efforts. And the next time you get up, hold. Reach your arms up to the ceiling. So can you hold the musculature in the belly? Pretend the ceiling was the floor, like plank arms. Press the ceiling away, take the arms up and over until they end up by your cheeks. Just notice the muscles working here. Reach back, reach, let the arms travel back. Good. Okay, chest down, head down. Interlace your fingers behind your head again. If it feels like the one block that's under your butt is not necessary, then get rid of it. Okay, otherwise, leave that there. Reach your right leg up towards the ceiling, just keeping the thighs parallel with one another. Flex the ankle, work the leg. Now start to bring that leg down towards the ground until it feels like it's hovering in your neutral. Good, then reach the, or engage the muscles in the top of the belly, lift the chest and the head up. Reach the arms up to the ceiling. Good. Then reach the arms up and over until they're by your cheeks. Reach, press the wall behind your head away from you. Now what would you do if this leg went too far? What if the heel grazed the ground? You ended up in this back bend. Well, so let it, let this right heel come down towards the ground. It's like, oh no. Now recover, use the muscles in the belly and bring the leg just to zero. Very nice. Maybe one more time. Feel what it takes to recover this leg. Uh-huh, good, and then bend the knee, put the foot back on the floor, let your head come down. Interlace your fingers. If it hurts, adjust or get off the blocks at any point. All right, left side, flex the ankle, left leg goes up. Work the muscles in the sides of the waist, lower the leg down until it's hovering. Top of the abdomen works, chest up, head up. Arms up. Arms up and over. Work, reach. And then, oh no, what if you were doing a handstand in the middle of the room and that heel went too far and you kicked too hard, you bounced too hard, recover. That's it, maybe one more time. Uh -huh. Recover, how are you doing it? Good, and then foot down, head down, press. And then move the blocks out of the way. Get off of them. Flip yourself up and over onto all fours again. Set up. Arms, shoulders, spine, all of it. So eventually you don't need me for some of these. Do the actions over and over and over and I become secondary. You figure out how to do it. Eventually, you're going to make your way to plank. Once you're in this very stable plank, 
push the floor away from you. Fold back to down dog. Maybe you bend the knees, maybe you don't. You figured that out before, you figured it out here. That's it, good. Then come forward to plank again. Now this time, once you're in plank, just the left knee. Bend until it barely grazes the ground. Keep the foot anchored on the ground. That's it. Now as you fold back to down dog, this left knee is going to stay bent, but the right leg is going to start to lift up off of the floor. And you'll fold back to down dog with the right leg reaching up and back. Think of what you're just doing on the block. Right foot up off the floor, you two maniacs. Now figure out, how do you get this to feel like what you did when you were on the blocks a second ago? And you're going to have to work the muscles in the back of this right leg a lot more than you ever knew. Straighten the right knee out a lot. Notice where the right hip is in space. It's going to stay the same. Come forward to plank with the left knee a little bit bent. Right leg hovering. The right toes will barely graze the ground. That's it. And then back up you'll go to down dog with the left knee bent. The right hip hovering at zero in the hip. That's it. Now in and out. If it hurts the wrist, if it's hurting your neck, stop doing it. How do you hold this right hip, right leg stable, the spine stable as you go back and forth? Kelly, use your right butt cheek a lot more. Get that leg up. There you go. The tendency is to want to hold this right leg up away from the floor when you're coming forward to plank. You've got to figure out how to get the toes to graze the ground. And eventually you can stop and rest and you'll try the left side on your own. You have one leg that you like better than the other. Everybody does. That's fine. Slow, methodical, hard work. All those fancy shapes are just fancy shapes. All these drills to get to them are the real practice, the real effort, the pose itself, all the things in pictures. They don't matter. They're just a blip in time. The work to get there was what was important. It's always said in such a trite way, but it's true. Not the destination, it's the path, the journey, blah, blah, blah. Except for that, it's really true. The hard work's worth it. Rest when you're done with the other side. Once you're done with the other side, just spin yourself around so that you're facing the front of your mat and scooch up to the front so you can get pretty and be kneeling so that you can get your hands up onto the blanket and your shins on your mat. All right, be on all fours with your hands on the blanket. Okay. So same idea, stabilize every part of the lower body. Hips stacked over your knees, spine in your neutral, hands in your position. Now push into the blanket and actually let the upper back round. 
push in. I feel the effort it takes to do that. And then squeeze the arms together in effort, press them apart in effort, and then bring the spine back to neutral. That's it. Then push the floor away, let it round. What does it take to do that? Good. And then bring it back to neutral. Now hold the spine neutral, press the hands into the ground, slide the blanket away from you, maybe 20 degrees. Let the neck stay neutral for you. Now you're going to have to work into the front of the chest, the pecs, you found them before, or drag the blanket back to where you started. You have to use your abdomen to stabilize. Now you're going to figure out how far can you slide this blanket away from you, push it away from you, and get it back with control and wisdom. I'm going to go in and out. You don't get to do a lot of pulling effort in yoga asana these days. Here it is. And you need the push away muscles as much as you need the pull it back muscles for some of those fancier poses. Okay, keep your hips over your knees. You're going to end up in a really good belly flop. Don't think rolling that wheel like that exercise thing. No, I have one of those. I know, not that. Keep your hips back there. <laughs> now, eventually, if you get to a place where the arms are by the cheeks, that would be the end. But that's really hard to get to and get that blanket back in. Nice, Nikki. Now, if it hurts in the shoulder, if it feels like something's clicking and popping in an unwise way, then don't do that. This takes time. Yes. Now, feel what you're doing here, because technically you're going from plank back to down dog and back from down dog to plank. But is this what it feels like when you do that? Because if not, maybe work a little bit more next time. And next time you get the blanket back in, scooch back and start to mimic the same idea. Plank, down dog, in and out. And you can play with taking one leg up as you go as well, combining all these efforts. Take as much rest as you need in between. Meaning you could not do this entire part if you wanted. As you go back and forth and in and out, can you find that pull forward, press back, that takes a ton of muscular effort in the shoulders. I see so many people these days trying to learn how to do handstands without the upper body strength to really support the shoulders, support the skeleton. And maybe consider trying the one leg up as you go with the upper body work combined with it. More triceps, Kelly, on the way back. Just so that you can keep the arms from internally rotating so much. Yeah, 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 much better. Good, good, good. Try both legs, and eventually, when you're done, you take a rest. And take a rest and swing yourself around onto your back in constructive rest. No rush to get there if you're still working, it's fine. 
come back to just being still in constructive breath, find the breath. And from the steadiness of the breath, when you get there, expand your awareness out to the rest of how your body feels. There pain in the wrist, pain in the shoulder, the neck, the groin, the lower back. All of those clues that maybe something went a little too far. And if they don't exist, it's okay. They don't exist. Just a little bit more. Feet hip distance, knees hip distance. Arms by your side. So, so far the spine has been in one of two neutrals, meaning for the most part it's been neutral. Now it needs to round a little. Tip of sit bones just up away from the floor. I think Pilates tilt. A little bit so the lower back presses down towards the ground. If that doesn't happen easily for you, if it hurts, then don't do it or do less of it. And then tilt back to neutral. And then tilt into that little rounded tilt again and go in and out. Instead of just doing it gently, like oftentimes we do, you can do it with a little bit of muscular effort where it feels like, yeah, that's some work. And where is that work? How are you doing it? Does it feel wise? Does it feel unwise? Now the next time you get into that little bit of a tilt, hold it and reach your arms up to the ceiling. Reach them up to the ceiling as if the ceiling was the floor. Think plank set up in the arms, muscular work, same way. Now the pelvis is tipped. Go into the top of the belly like you did before when you're hanging off of the blocks. Work the muscles there. Lift the chest and head up off of the floor and angle your arms towards your legs a little bit. Try not to shorten the front of the neck too much, although it will shorten a bit. Now, even though you could just use gravity and flop back down, use control and come back down to the ground until the pelvis neutralizes, the spine neutralizes, and then up you go again. Try to move the spine fluidly so that eventually it's not just tip the pelvis, then lift the chest and head mechanical. It becomes a fluid undulation in and out. And then lower your arms down and rest. Now combining all the pieces together. So right leg, straighten the knee out. Reach the leg up towards the ceiling some. Then fold the hip to 90 degrees. Bend the knee somewhat, no matter what. Press the sole of your right foot up to the ceiling, or think ball the right foot up like you were doing a Barbie foot. Yes. And then tip the sit bones up a bit. Reach your arms up to the ceiling, right over top of your shoulders. Reach your left leg out and hover it up off of the ground, so the thigh staying at the angle it was at. Straighten the knee all the way out. Good. And then start to lower the left leg down towards the ground, but keep the pelvis tipped up, lower back in the position it's in, and if the leg stops short of the floor, that's fine. 
Now going to the top of the abdomen, lift the chest and head up away from the ground. So you can get that right thigh. You might have to bend the knee more to get the right thigh in a little bit closer to you. Amanda, lift your left heel up off the ground. There you go. Now keep the right leg where it is. Bend the knee a bit more. Reach the arms up and over to see if you can get the chest and head to hover just barely up off of the ground. The head's just grazing, arms by your cheeks. Oh look, you're doing handstands, but just lying down. Much easier than when you're flipped over in a certain way, but much harder in others. And then see if you can lift the chest up, bring the arms back up and over, tuck this right leg in nice and tight. Uh-huh. And then up and over you go, back into handstand with the knee tucked in. And then in and out. So it's how do you move the shoulders, the spine, keeping the legs fairly consistent. And when you're done with the right side, you do the left. And build it a little bit at a time. And take your time. It's not easy work. When you're on the left, start in constructive rest. One leg will reach up, then it'll start to lower down. Tuck the other knee in. Reach the arms up. Then use the muscles in the chest, up and over with the arms. Lift the head up. Right leg out, Kelly. There it is. And then see if you can get the head to barely graze the ground. Left knee stays tucked in, right leg where it is, and then up, like crunch and out, but with control, in and out. When you're done with that side, rest. And when you rest, you can hug your knees in if you want. moment, sway side to side, rock back and forth. So very much working the body in one plane, front to back, flex, extend to neutral, and that's it. So pretty one-dimensional practice so far in terms of physical movements. If it might feel nice, you can reach your legs out on the ground and reach your arms up overhead. Stretch back and even tilt a little laterally. Grab one wrist, tip to the side, and vice versa. You can be a little bit more passive about it. Those are all the steps you would need in order to, or we could call them drills you would really need in order to do a handstand. Eventually in the middle of the room, it would take a long time of doing those drills to get there. especially if you didn't do it as a little kid. But the process of doing it would make you pretty strong in a certain way, might teach you a lot, and you may or may not ever care about actually doing the pose. And then just bend your knees, put your feet on the ground. Grab one of your blocks and slide it the wide way underneath the back of your pelvis. Now once you get the block under there, you may decide that that doesn't work, that hurts. It should be right underneath your butt. 
Put your arms out like a T. Turn your palms up. Same-ish idea, right leg, reach it up. But this time, instead of working so hard, let the right leg be a little gentler. So some quad, some calf, some hamstring. And then start to lower the right leg down towards the floor. It may or may not get to the floor. And then bring it back up. Now the reasons it might not get to the floor, it might hurt your lower back, it might hurt the groin. It might feel like it's just not wise to do that. So you have to decide. You're taking it up and down, and you can feel free to, once it's down on the ground at a certain point, just leave it there and reach through it. And you can go in and out of taking the leg down and being static and then being more dynamic and moving it again. It's up to you. You can roll the leg around. You can do whatever you like. The idea is just to take the leg in a different direction. The turning would be different. The leg behind you with the heel on the floor would be different. What feels like it would complete or unwind and unravel and balance out some of what you were doing? And when you're finished with this right leg, you can switch to the left. And please keep in mind, the left leg might need something really different than your right one. The idea is to be here, returning to your breath as often as you need to, to remind yourself, here's the present moment, and then expand out to sensation, and let the choice be made upon that. What action do you take based upon here and now and what feels wise? choices. You can do the same thing, leg up, leg down with a second block on top of this first one, or you can take both legs out onto the ground here with just the one block. One part of the practice, a lot of work today, a lot of physical exertion, a lot of strenuous muscular effort. Balancing it out with the opposite here. One was not better than the other, they're just different. Both demand wisdom.
back bend or extension shape and feel free to get off the blocks if you're still on them. And then just lying down on your back. Take your time to get there. Again, no rush for that. to the edges of your mat, so knees bent, feet at mat distance apart now. Put your arms wherever you like. The pelvis is level from left to right on the floor. Gently drop both knees over to the right thumb, or just think, slide them to the right until it feels like, yeah, any further in the left hip is going to lift. Then come back up and try the left side. And keep in mind, you're just trying to move the legs side to side. Sometimes people say like windshield wipers, but do it without letting the pelvis tip left to right. Just free the legs up laterally. enough of side to side. Stop. Now the fun part. And roll to your side and sit yourself up and then take your blanket and unfold it so that it's got enough length that you can lie your pelvis all the way through your head on it and put it on the wood and you can move all the way away from your mat. Lie down on your back on the blanket with your feet on the wood floor. Put it on the wood. You can go wherever you want in space. You don't have to be anywhere near your mat. Have enough space side to side that you can move around. And then lie down on it with your pelvis to the back of your head all the way on the blanket and your feet on the floor. And if you've got socks or something slippery on, you might have to take them off temporarily. And then you are going to get to decide. So you're going front to back a ton. Interlace your fingers behind your head. And you just let the arms relax completely. So anchor the feet to the ground. Think about bringing your right hip towards your right shoulder and your right shoulder towards your right hip so that you're scrunching the right side of your waist. Yep, laterally. And then go the other way. And you can go side to side. As you go side to side, if you wanted to stop on one side or reach your arms up overhead or do something that feels like, oh, that would be so nice, or stretch a leg out, whatever feels like, oh, that's like lovely. All those abdominal bits I've had to use and now getting to lengthen some of them out at least. Or if you feel like, oh, I need a little more stability, you can do technically side body crunches. Do them with a little more work.
side to side and back and forth enough and just stop. There's no rush. If you feel like you need something else while you're on this blanket on the wood, you can do that. But eventually you can get off the blanket and go back and lie back down on your mat. Or sit, more specifically. So you can sit or kneel, whatever you like better. Once you're seated or kneeling, just neutralize your spine like you normally would. Once your spine has come to neutral, same idea, laterally tilt. Tilt to the right and put your right hand down on the floor. And then once you're laterally tilted, you can rotate slightly. Turn the torso to the right, look over the right shoulder a bit. Try not to lever. And then come back up and you can twist to the other side. First tilt laterally and then twist to the left. It should feel like, oh, that's nice, like you're looking down the aisle on an airplane, see if anyone's waiting for the bathroom, and then come back up to the other side. Flip and rotate a bit. Prior to this, there was no rotation. If it hurts the SI joints or the lower back, don't do it. Otherwise, just turning the spine functionally. arm across or arm up and overhead as you go. Go ahead. We call the other section of class semi-masochistic. Call this more pleasurable. You might like one part better than the other. Neither one lasts forever. Try to see both as useful. Both as an experience. Be with either one. tipped and twisted all that you need to, you can eventually make your way to lying down on your back. Once you're down on your back, really only explore taking the hip in one or two directions. So two choices here. One would be to do what we call figure four, thread the needle, and one would be to do recline gomukhasana legs, which would be thigh over thigh, and just hugging that in. So either ankle over thigh or thigh over thigh, and then you can pull the opposing leg in or both legs in. Now if there was sensation, it would only be around the glute area, inside the hip, not in the groin, not in the SI joint, not in the knee. Those are non-productive sensations. And you might not need this. If it was me, I would just be lying here in constructive rest. But that's not you necessarily. You have to decide what your body needs wisely. And then be with the breath. The idea is to stay here and be with the sensations here. There is only here. There is only now.
finish with one side, make your way to the other. And at any point when you're finished, be done with that. If you want to hug your knees in one last time or do something like happy baby, that's perfectly fine. And take these last couple of moments to figure out what will balance everything else out so that you can choose a meditation position and be there with perhaps a little bit more ease. your way to whatever that is, be it reclined, seated, traditional shavasana shape, prop shavasana shape, constructive rest, whatever you like. Cover yourself up, whatever you, whatever pleases you and feels like you can be still in. Once you get yourself into your final shape, the idea is the same as it was for the rest of class, it was to get yourself steady and then to pay attention really closely. The beginning it was just the breath you were paying attention to, here it's find the breath as the anchored point that is in the here and now, unfolding, and a place to watch all of the other components of the here and now. Be it the rise and fall of physical sensation, the rise and fall of emotion or thought. You are the witness of all of it. None of it is to be ignored. All of it is to be watched and experienced. The problem is that getting carried away with it and not knowing how to get back out of the rabbit hole. So when you notice you've wondered, it's not an experience here and now, it's one that you are adding to,
creating, then come back to the breath and start again, just over and over. Watch the breath, expand from there, contract back to the breath when necessary. Shavasana.
Just begin slowly the experience of breathing more deeply. The layers of sensation, perhaps emotion and thought that that creates. And the same with a little bit of movement. Be with the experience as you move a little. Even if you're seated, maybe you just tilt the head side to side or experience what it's like to move until eventually you get back up to some seated shape that makes sense for you. you're back up there. Just letting yourself rest in stillness physically one last time. And just as a quiet reminder, joining your hands together and following one last cycle of breath. It's always there. It can always bring you back. So follow. Inhale. And then follow your exhale. Bow your head. Lift your head up, open your eyes. Namaste.